0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Chase Outdoors, the podcast. I'm your host Justin Geike, coming to you from Corona Winter, Wisconsin in the Chase Outdoors man cave and uh, finally have a second to sit down and knock a podcast out with you guys. It's been many, many weeks and I apologize for that. Um, take your complaints to Carol Baskins, it's her fault. But um, things have been different, no doubt, not just for, uh, for myself, but Everybody in this country and many people across the world as we deal with uh, the, the China virus, I don't want to get on a political stump too much and just beat this thing to death because there's a lot of other things that we can talk about it, but it is largely unavoidable um, and, uh, and, and it's going to pretty much in some ways be connected to a lot of the things that we're talking about today. But uh, one of the things that we're dealing with right now, let's just talk about fishing before we get rolling into things. You know, here in Wisconsin, we are able to fish. We do have some restrictions in that there are some boat launches closing. You know, the city of Ocano on the Bay of Green Bay, which is such a popular tourist destination right now, and for good reason, um, that uh, Ocano-Pestigo area, if you're not from Wisconsin, is amongst one of the best, if not the best, walleye fishery in, in the country. Um, it is it is just absolutely awesome, but because of that, it gets a lot of people that are coming from long distances, uh, you know, the, several states away, wanting to partake in this incredible time of year for, for catching huge walleyes. So, uh, I understand the small community having concern about not wanting people coming from high risk areas uh, to their community. So Okano shut down, and ultimately, what that happened what happened with that is it had people pouring into other nearby launches like in Pestigo and traveling. So, so we're dealing with some of this, uh, one place doesn't want to deal with it. So it overcrowds the next place over. Uh, and then on the other side too, um, if you're f- like here in Wausau, we're, we're fishing local, what it's created is with all of these other activities like golfing has been, uh, banned or the weather hasn't been conducive for it, or people can't, uh, have barbecues with their families, you know, and their friends and stuff like that. What it's done is it's pushed a lot of people to the sport of fishing as a social distancing measure. And uh, I was on uh, the Wisconsin River in the stretch down by Mosinee e, uh, last week. And I couldn't even get on plane. There were so many boats on the river. You know, and for me, like, as long as you're in a boat and you're in an open-air environment, I think it is absolutely without question one of the safest things that we can do But right now, as a state, we've been kind of handcuffed here because the lakes of the Northwoods are either still under ice or not open to game fish seasons like walleye. Um, You know, there's that limitation or concern with traveling over to the Bay of Green Bay. So it's really concentrating. A lot of the anglers and on the great side too there's a lot of participation so if that's just kind of a summary of what's going on as far as the bite itself what we've run into here is the walleye spawn you know, here on the Wisconsin River I would say from uh, Tomahawk to the south is is largely done as far as the majority of the females have spawned they spawned out they're starting to move into post spawn patterns the same is and has been true about the tributaries Uh, to the Bay of Green Bay. Uh, A lot of those fish have poured out of the rivers like uh, in Pestigo and and Marinette and are back out into the bay, which does present a great opportunity for a post-spawn bite, both on the Bay of Green Bay and even on our rivers here. That fishing can still be very good. And what happens is these anglers for a couple week period are accustomed to catching walleyes a certain way in a certain place. Now that bite's no longer working and they don't make the adjustment to get on the post-spawn bite. So one of the things that we're going to go do here later this afternoon with the family is start to go and focus on doing walleye fishing yet, but in a different manner. One thing that I think happens is a lot of these walleyes that are moving up in flowages and rivers uh in areas to spawn they spawn in in their shallow gravel flats up near dams or shallow waters and they start to slide back down systems um, or to the next adjacent open area and kind of like hit the reset button like they go up do their thing largely Population-wise, gets out and then goes in stages somewhere else. So typically, what I'll do is I'll take those major spawning areas, I'll back it out, and then I'll go and try to cover water with either casting hard baits or jigs and plastics, or trolling. And I'm going to take my wife and, and son uh, today, so we've got uh, a couple of of deeper. Uh, straight passes adjacent to spawning areas where I feel the large population of these walleyes are going to come hang out stop and then spread out in these you know I guess secondary spots and I like covering uh, covering water to try to find the disbursement of them and in addition to that I find generally speaking post-spawn walleyes looking to start putting the feed bag on um, larger baits and like jigs and plastics or like crankbaits, uh, can help fish actively, uh, eat baits in a time when maybe they're in a negative biting mode or also trying to, again, get out, cover the area and find out where the active fish are. Um, so the same thing too, what we're seeing is a lot of guys who are still able to, or live adjacent, um, to the Bay of Green Bay, where they can get out and navigate, is they're starting to come out to the mouth of these rivers and they're getting out in front of these areas. It might be several miles north and south of where these uh, massive spawning tributaries are. And then they're finding these fish with like Hummingbird 360 or side imaging. Marking them with their waypoints and flipping around. And in a lot of the things that guys are using is uh, rip and wraps. And also, again, like jig and plastic combination, like uh Secret Weapon Baits, which is a, a, a small uh, hand pour company out of Wausa here. They make this little, like, 3-inch paddle tail thing about the size of your standard twister tail. And that thing is really, really cool. Um, very versatile. Little lightweight bait. Uh, so I really like that in negative Uh, spot I'm going to use it for net rigging I'm I'm sure I'm gonna catch crappies on it even this year so that thing's kind of cool but uh, a lot of times the bigger version like he makes like a 3.8 kind of like the Kitex. that's a really good one too so a lot of fishing out there to be had even if you're on local waters you know guys like the state of Michigan it's been since opened back up but they had put this ridiculous ban on motorized boating for the purpose of fishing um the one thing I can call out to in regards to what we're dealing with here in this coronavirus is we are limited in some ways of where we can go and what we can do. But it is a great opportunity for us to go to the waters like close to home that we've always explored in the past, but come to it with a different light. Like right now, if I'm going to limit myself to staying within my community, which is a, is a good, you know, smart decision, um, maybe. I'm gonna go and try to fish for a different species on a stretch I don't typically use, or maybe I'm gonna go spend time with my side imaging and learn the contours of the water. Like it kind of forces you to get into an area and get more intimate with it. So I think there's a huge possibility or or um, positive measure that can come out of that. The other thing is too is is in this time, you know, now that we're done with this peak of the walleye spawn and we're into the post spawn thing is a lot of guys and we have a ton of avid bass fishermen here like don't be too afraid to get after bass right away like so often we wait till like the smallmouth spawn to start our smallmouth fishing and right now there's plenty of opportunities we've caught a handful of really nice smallmouth mostly on accident fishing for walleyes this year and, uh, Cody Honor and I are going to go out on Monday and we're going to go out and specifically target uh, smallmouth bass. And even though they're way into the pre-spawn, it, it can still be really, really good. And you're not dealing with pressured fish at this point and really even pressured areas because they're going to hang out in different places than where predominantly the walleyes have been. So maybe take advantage of that. And that goes back to what I was saying is saying, all right, we're going to take this, uh, unique time where we'd maybe go somewhere else and do something to, sharpen our skills locally on stuff that we haven't done before uh the other thing for me uh, that's been really going on is is uh, quite honestly we've just been swamp busy with work the store has been cranking along and i almost feel guilty saying that because there's so many people that are struggling right now so many people living in in fear of of are they going to be able to pay their bills or are they going to get laid off or they are laid off like there's just i mean my heart breaks for you guys it's it's unfortunate um <clears throat> I've been there, you know, the last recession that we had back in '8 and 9 was just <laughs> brutal on me, terrible. but because of what we'll call you know panic buying, which I hate using that term, um, we were very busy in in the area of self-defense and I saw a lot of people complaining about all these anti-gun people now buying guns or people that didn't own guns before that do own guns now. And I don't think that that's really healthy for us to be upset about that. I understand that we wish that they would have been there in the past to, to stand up for the Second Amendment and be responsible gun owners. and But at the end of the day, they are now. And that was one of the things that, you know, at first I'm dealing with the stress and anxiety of, of what's going to happen with my business. Am I going to be able to keep my people employed? Am I going to get shut down? But... I genuinely had people come into the store who were scared, you know, in in an uncertain. And it's so nice to be in a position, you know, with the business where we could be part of that solution. And we spent a lot of time with individuals teaching them preliminary basics on firearm handling and use and identifying what uh, type of weapons were best for their personal situation, and uh, also direct them to the training and places for experience where they can go out and, and become confident gun owners. I think at the end of the day, even if you're not a huge gun enthusiast as far as target shooting or or maybe you're one of those guys who likes hunting but you you know maybe you're not a fan of um, handguns or tactical msr style stuff you still have to be really happy about that because the more people that own firearms every one of those people it's more like a vote to defend our freedoms to defend our rights which help us as you know hunters uh there's just to me there's a ton of positive things that come from increasing the percentage of the people who are now you know hopefully uh under more understanding or more supportive of the second amendment We, we did have a massive shortage on stuff. Ammo dried up. A lot of guns dried up. Um, even even stuff like lock boxes, um, certain holsters, you know, accessory wise. Um, it goes back to I've talked about that pepper ball self defense thing. Like that's a really good uh, product for people who weren't comfortable enough with guns but wanted a uh, self protection device, and maybe even they preferred a non lethal. Uh, but it definitely created an odd situation, and for us, the route that we took was to be proactive. Um, I wanted to show the community that I did care and I did take the pandemic serious and that I wasn't you know, just greedy guy out there hungry for money. We reduced our hours. The reason that we did that is it allowed me to keep some of my part-time guys out of the store to help reduce the risk to them. Uh, we also um, it gave us more time for cleaning in the morning and cleaning in the evening to try to maintain a safe work environment. And then also to, in regards to that, um, we also before it was mandatory, reduced the number of people in the store to 10, and so far that's worked very well. I can't say enough how much I appreciate the uh, customers and how gracious they've been because the supply chain came to a screeching halt. I mean, stuff I was ordering three weeks ago is still showing up, and it just comes down to the fact that there was so much volume for these wholesalers that they couldn't they, they just couldn't get stuff out fast enough they literally had semis and lines trying to load them and get them out and load them and get them out and they still haven't caught up um but uh here we are it's uh people are starting to get their trump relief checks now and um and we're still um dealing with that high volume of people that are so largely focused um uh, and rightfully so on on personal defense uh but it's but it's good. It's good opportunity. It's getting warmer out. There's great fishing opportunities ahead, and um, and hopefully this this uh, coronavirus thing can can blow over real soon. Just and one thing too, like if I could, you know, call out and, and and help have a positive impact through this podcast. Like one thing that I think would be awesome is if you guys are listening, like I have got a ton of people I consider friends that are fishing guides, and these guys have been out of work for a month at a time of year when they're really at the peak of their business, where they're able to book every single day, and now we've extended this to May twenty-six, which is the other month. It's usually these guys are cranking busy. I mean, they're losing out on literally tens of thousands of dollars of income, and uh, it's a it's a bad deal. They are not getting the relief. Uh, they're not considered essential, and in my heart breaks for them. Um, and one thing, you know, that I could highly suggest, and you know, this area is full of great guides you know the hook setters crew and captain brett jolly and you know uh jvr and kurt schultz i mean the list goes on and on and on of of some some really great guys that are great anglers on great uh bodies of water so i'd encourage you guys if you're thinking about hiring a fishing guide at all you know ever in the next year or two i think now would be a really great time if you're in the position to do so to call one of these guys up and um and in book a trip and send it down, you know, a deposit or buy a gift certificate for a trip for a friend or something like that. It's it's a great way to participate in the sport, help keep it strong and help some of these guys that are, you know, out of work during this time. So I'd, I'd really love to encourage you to do that. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up on the messenger. If, if there's a particular body of water that you want to go to, um, I can certainly Uh, Help direct you to a guy who I think would be a really really good hire for a trip Um, But uh, I think it's a a great opportunity right now. I know those guys would certainly appreciate it And the last thing I want to talk about today uh, Before I send you off is uh, is turkey hunting. Here we are. It's uh, just finishing up the first week of the Wisconsin turkey season I had the opportunity to get out myself during the youth season and I love this mentor hunt Um, The week before our traditional turkey season starts. We have two days a Saturday and Sunday when when you can get out, and a lot of times people call it like a youth hunt, but it's actually a mentor hunt. So it's a great opportunity to take somebody who has never hunted before, and uh, and get them out uh, in the woods and mentor them and. Uh, Excuse me, I need to take a drink there. But just turkey season is such a great time to get people out and get them mentored. We're able to hunt uh, in the spring, which is awesome. My son and I went out on our property, and uh, it's the first time he's eight. And I equipped him with one of these single shot 410s that are getting so much uh, buzz right now. And I've never been a small caliber guy, anything. Just I wasn't raised that way. You know, raised with 12 gauges and 30.6s. You know, so like I talked about in an earlier podcast, where Yeah, I was so impressed with the 223 as far as its performance uh, for for Chase for his first year. Uh, We gave this little 410 a try, and how this is most effective. The particular model we had was the Stevens 301 turkey with the um, extended full choke and uh, mounted with a red dot. And Federal, amongst other companies, makes a shell called TSS, which is a real heavyweight um, nine shot. Uh, that gives you the same performance as a BB four times as large in a lead comparison. And it's just cranking along in the number of pellets on head out to 40 yards is absolutely incredible. I, I could not believe when I went and patterned this gun how good that uh, that shot. And with no recoil and with a lightweight gun, it is just absolutely ideal for you know a young kid that's getting out there on, and going on some of their first turkey hunts. Uh, Chase and I went out we had set up before on a field on our property and put up the ground blind and got out in the morning it was really cool we had like eight deer come across the food plot and what was really neat we actually had a fox come out and grab a mouse like 10 feet from the blind and as excited as I was about it uh, my kid not so much that four uh, 19 a.m. wake up time was brutal on him. He was barely able to uh, look out the window. He was so tired, but there weren't any birds on my property. We could hear them on adjacent properties, and and he got a half an hour nap in. And, and when he woke up, he was recharged. He was in a lot better mood, so he we went and started bumming around public land. We found some birds, got set up on him, and we had four toms come in in the woods and uh, not being in a controlled environment like a ground blind with a shooting stick. Chase just could not get the bead on the turkey's head and we ended up uh, not having a shot and and I was proud that he didn't force a shot uh, at eight years old, that he didn't feel that he absolutely had to pull the trigger. He was totally happy with the experience and that's really cool. I actually liked the fact that you know, we had, quote-unquote, unsuccessful hunt by the by the means of harvest. You know, because at eight years old, the kid's already shot a couple deer. caught muskies, world record largemouth, big walleyes. I mean, so I think sometimes, you know, learning the lessons that you don't always get them is, is a really good lesson for a young kid. And I think it'll help cultivate better passion for him in a long time. But if you've never gotten out before with youth, I absolutely would tell you, Uh, There's still time to do it. You can buy tags in Wisconsin over-the-counter for the later seasons or just start prepping for next year. Uh, Those 410s are are absolutely awesome. Uh, Basic call, like a box call or a push button is is fantastic. And uh, man, it is just, there's just something about hearing that gobble. And uh, we're going to come into the second season next week. That's my season. So uh, hopefully we'll come back and we'll talk more about uh, turkey hunting and fishing next week. And uh, I'm going to wrap that up here today, guys. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Sorry that I haven't uh, done one of these for a while, and then I'm even kind of rushing through this one because we just had a lot going on. But um, above all, be safe. Make sure you take this opportunity. And rather than being um, so concerned about what has been canceled, like bass tournaments or things that aren't successful, like my Montana draw for deer with my guys, um, Or even the fact that, you know, today my family and I were, quote unquote, supposed to be on a plane to go to Florida and do some saltwater fishing. Um, Life isn't always what we expect it, but how we respond to it, how we treat others, how we uh, maintain our attitudes, all stuff that we can control. And uh, there's still a lot of hunting and a lot of fishing to have out there. So get out there, be safe, make smart decisions, be successful. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you real soon.